Hey, welcome in to the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Jordan. Uh, Brandon is not with us tonight, but I do have Zach here with me. Yeah, you do. What's up, fellas? Yo, and we got Ritter in the house as well. What's going on? What's up? Excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we were doing this uh, right after we recorded our other episode, so there's not a whole lot of news or anything to cover. Uh, we are going to do a mock draft episode with uh, some of the uh, updates uh, following the the signings of Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott. So, um, you know, we'll just we'll see how things shake out there. We're going to do the just fantasy a, fallout. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. We're going to do a 12 team PPR. Uh, we've randomized the draft order. So. Uh, you know, to try and make it more realistic. And we've got some people joining us in the draft to also try and help make it more realistic. So they're going to be making some real picks. And uh, we're going to go, we're going to go 12 rounds, uh, just five on the bench and a kind of standard lineup of one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a flex, a tight end. And then we skip kicker and defense. So just bench spots after that. And this is PPR or half PPR? I think I said it is full PPR. Okay. Cool. Cool. Oh, I said uh, it I is half. I'll change it to full. I will. I will say before we start because I don't want to be jinxed. Um, you did get something wrong. It's the podcast, so uh, you know can't make people unhappy with that. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. We're glad you're there here. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, let's. I think we should uh, hop into it. It's already getting kind of late uh which is was the excuse for some people not to even join us it's it's a whopping nine o'clock at night yeah so, you know, uh, yeah, yeah getting getting way up there in age these days so but. jordan's got the the one spot yeah right yeah, yeah jordan in the one ritter in the seven and then i am uh, at the end here on the 12th so we gotta got a good spread here yeah and a couple other people with us at the five and at the 11 so uh let's uh let's get this thing kicked off shall we let's do it all right so there we go with the uh with the 101 it's pretty easy here i'm gonna take justin jefferson in a full ppr uh it's just it feels like the safest pick with also an insanely high ceiling so that's just all there is to it it's pretty much him or mccaffrey i feel like that's the kind of consensus right yeah, Hammer yeah, McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, Jamar Chase ends up going second in this draft, followed by Cooper Cup and Christian McCaffrey at four, which is a steal for team four, I think. Yeah. Um, and then uh, our friend Zach, not Zach on the podcast, takes Travis Kelsey at five. We got Stefan Diggs at six, and uh, now it's Ritter on the clock. Where are you and going? This one's here? actually pretty simple for me. I think in the same vein of like McCaffrey being a steal. I'm going to take Eckler right here at seven. Yeah, that's really good value for Eckler to fall clear to seven, uh, you know, ADP of four right now. Um, and in a full PPR, like he's going to catch a ton of passes. So, yeah, yeah he's pretty much consensus yeah. RB2 and getting him mm-hmm. that at that pick. I mean, he goes top five generally. Yeah, you said ADP four. That's solid. And then we had Tyree Kill, CD Lamb, Bijan Robinson at 10, and Amon Ross, St. Brown at 11. Zach, you're on the clock with two picks. So I, I have a hard time because I, I learned fantasy football in the, in the early 2000s. It's um, so when I really started like really playing it. And at that point, it was you draft running backs for the first like 20 rounds and then fill up the rest of your bench. Uh, and I'm trying to unlearn those habits as the the game evolves and fantasy evolves, but um, not today, boys. <laughs> I'm, gonna take, I'm gonna so I got the double dip. I got the the twelve one turn. Um, Saquon is sitting here looking real juicy at the twelve, and then I'm super high. I, a lot of people are super high on Nick Chubb this year uh, with Kareem Hunt gone. I take training camp for what it's worth. They're saying he's going to be involved in the passing game. If, if that comes to fruition, he's already the one of the best like pure runners. If he adds that to like, that's insane. So Barkley and Chubb on the, on the turn, that's 
hard to pass up. Love that turn for you. And the uh, the person who took Amon Ra is devastated. Uh, yeah, yeah, very nice stacking Saquon and Nick Chubb there. Stud running backs. Uh, we got Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Pat Mahomes, and Garrett Wilson off the board afterwards, and it comes back to Ritter. Um, yeah, this is a uh, couple guys here that I like. So at the 2-6, you've already got a running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also going to not follow good advice, and I'm going to take Paul over here. Just a... Uh, you know, Eckler I think Pollard, he's going to catch some passes, kind of, uh, and uh, yeah, double up, kind of lock in my my RB core. Over Henry, Henry falling here. Uh, Jonathan Taylor goes next. Kind of, are you guys surprised at all that Henry's falling this late in drafts? Yes, uh, he's a little bit older. He has a lot of mileage on that, but I think it, for me personally, it was more so. It was, uh, it's a full PPR, and I just think Pollard's going to catch more passes. So, you know, I kind okay. of just am um, hedging on that. With uh, with the Taylor stuff going on with him and Ursay and requesting a trade, I think I would definitely go Henry over Taylor at this point. I mean, we still don't know what his ankle looks like, so. Same. And the yeah, other I one, think I, I passed up on, on Jacobs, and I think Jacobs probably is the better one to pick personally, just, you know, just following uh, how he did last year. But with the contract uh, issues, I'm just kind of a little bit wary. Yeah. Well, Henry goes next at uh, two eight. Then Jalen Waddle, Mark Andrews, Chris Olave, and now it is my turn for two picks at the two twelve and three one. Uh, I took Justin Jefferson one one, obviously, and so now I got some interesting stuff here. We got Josh Jacobs is still sitting here, and then there's I I think maybe a teardrop down to the next guys that I'm seeing. Um, Jacobs is. You know, the clear RB1, as long as he's there, there are some question marks there. But, um, you know, I don't see Jameer White or Zamir White, I mean, as much of a threat as, you know, Zeke is to Ramondre Stevenson um, or uh, Dalvin Cook is to Brees Hall, which are the next guys here, as well as Najee Harris, who I just don't I'm not in love with this year. Um, The quarterbacks here are really nice. Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Um, I think that's good value on those guys. And so I think I'm going to end up taking Josh Jacobs, who fell a little here and has that upside. And then I'm going to go with Josh Allen as my quarterback. So I think that's a nice way to start. Jefferson, Jacobs, Allen. I got elite guys at three positions there. And, uh, you know, now I can just work on filling it out. I don't have to worry about quarterback anymore. And that these top guys have become so valuable in, you know, especially hey, you've in the league. You've got the guy who can finish as the wide receiver one, the guy who did finish as running back one last year. And Allen was on pace to be QB one before the, the, the game that got canceled last year because of the injury. So, you know, very, very star-studded top heavy at each position so far for you. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I, I like to start a draft that way right now with the way these uh, top tier quarterbacks and Travis Kelsey have been like so much better than the competition just year after year where it's, uh, you know, it's it's not the days that it used to be where you can just stream a quarterback and things are fine. Like they're not a difference maker for your team that you get from one of these top quarterbacks. And so. You know, I've really changed from being a late. I mean, you can still get guys late sometimes. Like it worked out with Lamar Jackson not too long ago, but um, it's really, really changing with the value of these quarterbacks, and especially in shallower leagues like this, where you're only starting one flex and you know two wide receivers. Um, the home leagues set up. The home leagues, yes. So after Josh Allen, we got Devonta Smith, Najee Harris, Jalen Hurts. Jameer Gibbs and T Higgins and Ritter is on the clock. Yeah. And this is a hard thing. Um, you know, there's some really good running backs right now. So we've still got uh, Reminder Stevenson, even though with, and Brace Hall, who both I would love a lot more had it not just been for the cook and uh, Zeke moves, um, which overall, I don't think kind of, devalues them that much but just enough for me to not kind of want to go there for my third 
I think I'm just going to go with my first premium receiver. And I'm going to go DK Metcalf. Love that guy. Just, you can't nice. keep size. Stud. And love him. Yeah. Are you comfortable with him as your wide receiver one this year? Both of you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I'm more leaning towards Lindell. <laughs> like, I'd like to have him as my wide receiver, too. I think he um, can absolutely, like, not only in, in the NFL be a, an alpha receiver, he could also have the, the stats fantasy-wise. But they just drafted another running back. They got two premium running backs, and they just drafted another receiver in the first round. That offense is loaded. I mean, he should be the, the lead guy there, but there's, there's a lot of mouths to feed. There are. I don't know. I'm just not that afraid. It's like we've seen it with talent at that level is not impacted when other players are there. Uh, Jason's not going to be, uh, you know, that much of a factor right away. Um, and I think he eats more into Lockett's share than, you know, DK's just because of size profile and all that. And yeah, I think Charbonnet, I think, is the biggest risk in terms of goal, the goal line, but n- not enough to kind of depreciate it, especially for third round. All right. Well, after uh, DK Metcalf, we get Travis Etienne, Ramondre Stevenson, Brees Hall. Uh, both, you know, the two of them were going like late second, beginning of the third. They have fallen a bit in drafts, it seems. So, uh, and then we get Calvin Ridley at three eleven, leading to two picks for Zach here. So I've already got Saquon and Nick Chubb. Um, looking at the, we're on sleeper here. So looking at the ADPs, the next couple guys. Both quarterbacks, both studs in Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Um, however, I've kind of, since I've started two running backs, there's one flex spot. The way I'm kind of viewing it is I can get a quarterback, one of the top four or five guys where there's a tear break there. And then I'm looking at the wide receivers. I don't see there being, like the, the next ones up are Debo, who I slandered last night. And Keenan Allen, who I'm high on, but I'm still like not in love with. So I'd like take a receiver here is good, but it's not great. So I'm going to lock up uh, Lamar, who I'm higher on than Burrow, without having a stack, okay. um, just given his his rushing potential. Um, and then since I'm on the turn, I'm actually going to go running back again for the high testosterone build. Uh, my thinking here. We've got one flex position. I feel like if I lock in on the running back, it's going to not only is there the positional scarcity of, of good running backs, I'm not going to have a positional advantage at wide receiver with anybody I take here, but at my flex spot, if I lock in this Joe Mixon pick right here, who's pretty much got that backfield by himself, it's going to be better than pretty much anybody else's flex. So I feel feel comfortable with that, hoping there's some some wide receiver value in the mid-rounds. All right. So you're starting with Saquon, Nick Chubb, Lamar, and Joe Mixon. Going old school. <laughs> really old school. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Brandon's going to be on the clock with Amon Ra, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley. Is he? Did you pick already? I did. I locked in Mixon. Okay. Cool. Then my sleeper app messed up a little bit. Yep. And he goes Keenan Allen. For his fourth receiver. Interesting. And then we get Debo, Kenneth Walker, Joe Burrow, and now Ritter is on the clock. He's got Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, and DK Metcalf. Yeah, I think I'm also going to lock in my quarterback here. Um, I'm going to skip on Fields just because I am not sold on him, and I'm going to go Justin Herbert. I love that offense way too much. Because you're a coward. <laughs> Justin Fields is the least safe of the elite quarterbacks, but, man, he's fun. I would have gone with Fields. Yeah, I had him I in know. a couple leagues last year, and he just you know, it didn't do much, and all of a sudden he'd break a 60-yard touchdown run, and you're just over the moon. I mean, Her- Herbert's a stud. Like That's a good pick. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> I- I'm so high on Fields this year. The upside just, of those rushing quarterbacks is just, yeah, I will I will take that every time. Except for it doesn't work out every time, and the 
there we do see with some of these rushers that the t- defenses do key in on them and adjust. So it's yeah, not like, like Daniel Jones, who had no wide receivers last year and still finished in the what QB eight or so. I mean, I, I, I think it's worth the risk. I mean, yeah. definitely, there's a risk reward kind of component. I just, I don't know. Oh, and Zach takes fields after Amari Cooper goes after Justin Herbert, and then Zach takes fields. So he has started Travis Kelsey, Derrick Henry, Jameer Gibbs, Justin Fields. He has no wide receivers on his team. But I love the I mean, it's an interesting way to start a draft. You know, it's a it's a, a really cool build. Um You're really banking on getting some of these rookies. <laughs> yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, Damian Pierce, and Aaron Jones go next. And I am sitting here with two picks. I have Justin Jefferson, Josh Jacobs, Josh Allen. Uh, a lot of J's. So who's sitting here with J's? No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's see, a couple tight ends here, but I'm not really looking at tight end right now. Probably looking to add to my wide receivers. Uh, in this range or my running backs in this range this is typically like the running back dead zone but we've seen running backs fall so much this year that you're i feel like you're getting a lot better value on guys um there are but it kind of ebbs and flows like we we will fade a position and then everyone fades it so there's value in taking them earlier like zigging where other people zag is as they say but all right, well, I'm not going to take the top wide receiver here, which is Terry McLaurin, because I threw a bunch of shade <laughs> his way. Uh, I am going to sort of reach oh, a little bit Terry. here. I'm going to take Christian Watson because he's not going to make it back around to me. And uh, that's, I feel like, a really solid wide receiver behind Justin Jefferson as my number two. Um, and I'd like to add him to this team. So that's just, I'm going there. And then I think kind of a, a decent value pick here at the running back position uh, is uh, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. Um, he's back at practice now. Things are trending up. Uh, he's There's a lot of upside in that offense. He has so, two healthy legs. Yeah. So I'm going Dobbins. It's a little risky. He's, you know, had some, he's been banged up throughout his, his time in the NFL, but uh, he, you know, he gets it done when he's on the field. I feel good with him behind Jacobs as long as Jacobs is there. If There could be a lot of trouble in this backfield for this team. Well, the Ravens historically just run the ball a ton, both yes. with the running backs and their quarterback. But do you, how much do you buy into like in the offseason they've talked about they're going to, they're going to throw it more, they're going to put, put it on Lamar's arm more than on the ground. Do you, do you buy that or is that just offseason talk? I think they're definitely going to throw a, more than they did last year, but I don't know that it's going to be astronomical. Like, I don't think that they're going to start throwing as much as, uh, you know, Minnesota or, or uh, you know, some of these teams that really get out there and sling it around. Like, they're not going to throw as much as um, the Dolphins, for sure. So I think, you know, a, a little bit of an increase could be nice. Um, and it could just free things up more for Lamar on the ground if they're trying to spread things out like that. So, um, and you know, you've talked about how more dropbacks is more scramble opportunities, and those are going to be better than like the designed runs for Lamar in a lot of situations. So that's that's when you want him running it is scrambling out of the pocket and moving around and trying to make something happen. All right. Well, we get Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Swift. TJ Hawkinson, Jerry Judy, George Kittle, and now Ritter is on the clock. Yep. And this one, I am torn. I kind of do like the receivers right around here, but I'm going to lock in who I think is going to be one of the better. Uh, I don't know. I feel I feel there's a tear break here at uh, running back, so I'm going to take Sanders. Behind them this year, and. I just think I can recoup the value later at receiver, so I can punt that a little bit. All right. I, I definitely considered Sanders over Dobbins there. 
Um, but I just feel like the the offense is so much better for Dobbins that that was where I wanted to go. But I like Miles Sanders, and it sounds like he's going to have quite a bit of work in that backfield for Carolina. And they're going to need some, you know, some help. You obviously don't want everything to be on Bryce Young's shoulders. So, yeah, uh, he could have he could have a lot of work. Plus, I think that defense is going to be better than expected. So I think that's just going to keep them in the game so that there's going to be a lot more running opportunity to go in with that. So I think that there's plenty of chances to maximize it, and they might be more competitive than we think. I'm super high on Sanders this year. I, I really like that that spot. Like The only concern is he's already dinged up a little bit. It was a groin. They're not rushing him back, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but you know, soft tissue stuff in the preseason is always something to keep an eye on. But he is your third running back, so you can – it's not like he's your, your hero RB or something. You you could uh, risk it. Yeah, and I don't, I definitely don't love drafting dinged up players. Like, I mean, I already took Dobbins, although he's back out there and, you know, hopefully good to go. But um, I generally try and steer away from guys who are already banged up in the preseason. Um, all right, well, we got Drake London after Miles Sanders. We got Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, and Alexander Madison. And now Zach is on the clock for two picks. He takes Brandon Ayuk. I love that pick. Yeah, I uh, again, another guy I talked about yesterday. Um, super high on him. Uh, the value going at the very last pick of the, the fifth. Um, you know, taking my first wide receiver in a 12-team full PPR in the fifth round is probably dumb but um he's got great upside he put up big numbers with Purdy in the second half of the season and um every indication I mean even Shanahan pretty much said unless Purdy melts <laughs> he's got the starting job lined up so uh hoping that continues and hoping I get some some good value there um then looking past that so I'm at the beginning of the sixth round for my next pick I've only got the one wide receiver. I'm looking at these receivers. They all are good. Like we're, uh, Michael Pittman, I'm not high on, is the highest ADP-wise than Tyler Lockett, Hollywood Brown. I like all of them. They all have some question marks. Lockett probably has the best ROI there because he always does. Um, but I feel like this is the last round where I can take a tight end without having to be a streaming tight end team. And the... The one I'm the highest on, um, well, I was going to say Darren Waller, but Kyle Pitts is still sitting there staring in the face. But uh, <laughs> I already made up my mind. I'm going to stick to it's, it. I'm going to go Darren Waller. Uh, wow. Daniel Jones has to throw to somebody. Uh, they they have nothing but slot receivers and Darren Waller. He's been like the offseason superstar for that team. So uh, don't tell Kyle Pitts, but. <laughs> wow i'm i'm blown away that you, you took Waller over bits i i am too i uh, i i had kind of decided on who i was going to take uh halfway through the previous round and then uh didn't expect that i got to be there i love it I, if waller had come back to me he definitely would have been in, in consideration um yeah i i think a lot of people are on the Waller train. He's going to see a lot of targets in that offense. That's for sure. Like if, you know, He's there's an ADP because he was going like three rounds later, like a month ago. Yeah. And like, there's some camp hype that you shouldn't buy. And there's, you know, but, but when you're looking at a guy like this, who's that he's already shown on the NFL field, he can do it. Uh, he's very athletic, very talented. And, uh, an offense that has that many open targets. Uh, it, it just, everything is meshing just right. And then all the camp hype is like, yeah, he gets targeted all the time, all day. It's Darren Waller, Darren Waller over and over again. And so, it, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, that, that makes sense. He's been a target hog before. Um, he can do it again. You know, in the Raiders offense, before they acquired Devontae Adams, it was a lot of Darren Waller when he was healthy and on the field. So, um after after that we get Alvin Kamara. I think that's a great pick, and I'm I'm rising on him a little bit after I've really faded him a lot this offseason. Six Christian round Kirk. Field. Yeah, yeah, six round feels great. Uh Christian Kirk, Dallas Goddard, and Marquise Brown. And so Ritter is on the clock here at the six six. You've got yep, Eckler, the- 
Sorry, go ahead. No, it's, it's just funny. Uh, yeah, I have Eckler, Pollard, uh, Metcalf, Herbert, and Sanders. And I was looking at drafting maybe uh, Kirk, Goddard, or Marquise Brown in this pick. And so that was great. Um, so, but um, as my con- uh, concession, I will take uh, Pitts. And, you know, like, like Zach was saying, it is kind of like where you start streaming uh, t- tight end. So I kind of just don't want to deal with that. Think about it for the rest of the draft and I'll take him. And also two years ago, he was great. So uh, I'm okay with it. I think he can like really show a little bit higher than what he, he had a last year. historic rookie year and he's the yeah. best draft capital tight end of all time. Like they just got to find somebody who can get the ball remotely near him and he's going to be great. I mean, he... So a quarterback that throws more than once a game. <laughs> I mean, that was definitely the round to get a tight end if you wanted one there. Waller, Goddard, and Kyle Pitts all go within six picks of each other. So, um, and yeah, that really is the end of that tier. Um, so, after Pitts, we get Trevor Lawrence, and uh, Zach takes Michael Pittman. We get James Conner, Tyler Lockett, Cam Akers. And now I am sitting here with two picks. And some players that I really like. I've already got my quarterback. Uh, The tight end position just took a major hit, so I'm probably not looking that way. Um, So, you know, running back, wide receiver, just looking at which guys I feel like really improve this team, have a shot to, you know, be uh, a starting flex for me. I've got two running backs, two wide receivers already. So um, a nice even build here where I can kind of go wherever the board makes the most sense. Um, I think um, the so you're not going to go Evan Ingram? <laughs> no, at least not here. Maybe if he made it back on the next turn, but um, there's just too many good wide receivers and running backs here that I really like. Um, you know, Mike Williams in a really good offense. You've got Jackson Smith and Jigba, a very exciting rookie. Uh, George Pickens going into his second year. Uh, it's a full PPR, so Deontay Johnson here would also be a great pick. Um, at the running back position, we've got Dalvin Cook, Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco, and Javante Williams. Um, I think that's probably the way that I'm going to go is I, I love Javante Williams. I'm a huge fan, but it, this roster feels a little risky right now. And so I think I'm going to go with Rashad White because I think he just kind of de facto yeah. has that job yeah um and then i'm gonna take a swing here because i think running backs are gonna well let's see this is tough it's a full ppr so i think what i'm actually gonna do here is um I'm going to take the upside of a guy in a really powerful offense who can not only put up, you know, a good amount of catches, but he's going to have like a high a dot and hopefully a lot of touchdowns. I'm going to take a shot on Mike Williams here. I like it with the, with the new offensive coordinator, they're going to throw the ball even more. And they threw it a lot last year and threw it deeper, assuming uh, their receivers actually stay healthy. Uh, He could be in for a huge season. Yeah, I, I was Risky, thinking about but... it. Yeah, and I just I liked him a little better than the other options I felt like right there. Um, and there's still some running backs that I think I still like coming back around later in the draft. So, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of guys to like in these middle and later rounds this year. I feel like there's at least a lot of guys to get excited about where. They have a path to production. They have a, a good profile, or they have, you know, a, a um, you know, a, a history of doing it in the NFL already. Or, you know, uh, but we've seen a lot of rookies like break out over the last few years early on, rather than have to wait a year or two to get there. So there's just there's a lot of people to be excited about in these later rounds. Uh, JSN and, and I, I just. I don't know what it was. I felt like Mike Williams was the right pick there for this team. Like I needed a guy who um, 
I can throw in that flex spot and try and get some really big weeks out of. Like, I think JSN could really catch on, but you know, I you might need a guy. I might need a guy week one with the way my running backs are. So, especially Rashad White, that guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hate Rashad White. I just think the the volume there He's is on. pretty guaranteed. He's going to be catching passes as well. Like he uh, got. 50 passes last year, I believe. And um, so Ritter is on the clock after run there. Yep. So looking at here, um, for me, it was actually pretty simple. I'm going to go Deontay Johnson. Uh, I was looking on the board for receivers. Mike Evans is just, you know, getting up there. Uh, I already have DK, so I really can't go JSN. And I really don't like Pickens. He can't separate worth a damn. Um, good at contested catch, but he's just, I think he's very limited. I think that we see the spectacular catches, but I think that's pretty much what he's at. That's the max of what he'll ever be. I don't think he's going to have um, long-term elite status in this league, so I'd rather have his running mate and get those, uh, especially in the PPR, like those extra receptions. Because he gets targeted an obscene amount. What, how many was it last year? It was well over 100. Yeah, I, I mean, you got to expect positive touchdown regression because of how much he was targeted uh, and having zero touchdowns like that just doesn't happen. It was a complete outlier. And so I think Deontay Johnson's a great pick this year, especially in a full PPR. And maybe I should have gone with him over Mike Williams because of the full PPR, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I, OK with you taking him, not taking him because that's, that's <laughs> I said yesterday on, on the last episode that I, I'm super high on Deontay Johnson this season, especially in full PBR. I, I definitely would have gone with him over Williams and uh, for sure Addison. That's one, uh, you know, but that wasn't my pick, so I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, the things you just said about George Pickens are not incorrect. However, um, dude's a freak. Dude wears black Air Force Ones just daily. So <laughs> I, so my only receiver currently is Brandon Ayuk. Um, the, the top ADP wide receivers right now are, is George Pickens, number one, then Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks, Kadarius, Tony, um, yuck. So with that being said, George Pickens <laughs> is at the top of the list for a reason. And you don't like be, Dotson? I do like Dotson. I don't like, I like Dotson, Dotson better more than Pickens, Pickens, honestly. Well, you can get him on your next pick then because I'm locking in George Pickens right now. And then, since I'm on the turn, I've got my starting lineup solidified now. I've got three running backs. I've got two wide receivers, a tight end, and a quarterback. Uh, this will be my first bench pick. And I, so my wide receivers are thin with Ayuk and Pickens. I'm going to shoot for the moon a little bit. It's a bit risky, but I do have a flex locked in. I am going to take the wide receiver with a new quarterback who throws it deep more than anybody else plays in a dome 15 of 17 games this year and has the all-time most receptions in a single season and is supposedly healthy. Well, you know, we'll see. But uh, give me Michael Thomas here in the beginning of the eighth round. Woo! Oh. A little bit of a reach on ADP, but given my team construction, I'm willing to take a risk. Uh, the upside of him versus the upside of Dotson, like he, he wins that. The upside of him versus uh, Brandon Cooks, he wins that, so... I think that's a fair assessment. He could, you know, he could potentially lead the league in receptions. That's a possibility. I it's not a likely possibility. I'm but... not going to go put money on it, but, I, you know, he was wide receiver three the first three weeks last year. I know that's a small sample size and he got hurt again. But who else on that list is going to be a top five, let alone a top 10, 12 wide receiver on that list. I think he's got a better shot at that than anybody there. He's got a lower floor, but. Yeah, well, I mean, Derek Carr has supported, like, you know, a, a receiver one. So it's not like he can't do it. And um, only twice in his career. But yes. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> true. Uh, but. Also, it's uh, he's further removed from having all the screws and all the metal would detach. So it's. Hopefully, you know, some of those questions about re-injuring the ankle kind of offset. I don't know. I mean, it's a little bit too risky for my personal blood, but 
I get it. And it's funny enough that, um, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I don't think I could have, I could do it though. Honestly, I'm not that brave. So after I haven't Tom- been drafting him a lot, but I think I, I think you're right with your build specifically where you like your running backs are locked in. Your flex is pretty much locked in like you are just looking at upside wide receivers like, yeah, he's absolutely worth taking a swing on. So after my pick of Thomas, then we have Deshaun Watson, Tua Tagovailoa, <laughs> David Montgomery and then Pat Fryermuth. Not after a couple sodas. (laughs) Yeah, sodas. Cheers. All right. Well, for me, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I was really debating this, but I'm going to take Jahan Dotson. Uh, I like the talent, you know, uh, and with the new offense, you know, and new situation, not having garbage owner, uh, you know, maybe there's going to be some upside. I was really actually... The Honestly, new owner throwing him the ball. <laughs> just saying less distractions uh, and maybe a boost in morale because that is a really hated franchise to play in. So uh, I'm just thinking it might be a little more positive this year. Um, I was honestly kind of debating between that or Cooks at this pick. I really like Cooks this year. So, um, but I literally just uh, put his uh, name in my mouth. So uh, I'll stand there. All right, well, after we get John Dotson, who I really like this year, like these second-year wide receivers, a lot of them will take a step forward, and uh, John Dotson had a good rookie season. He could very well take a step forward and be a a really a difference maker in fantasy this year. I don't know that that's going to happen because of the offense, but I really like him. But uh, then we get A.J. Dillon, Quentin Johnston, Antonio Gibbs, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Traylon Burks. And now I am on the clock with two picks. Uh, I still need a tight end. And then I'm looking to fill out my bench with some high upside wide receivers and running backs. So there's a couple tight ends that I still like. David Njoku seems like the end of a tier. So I may want to take him with one of the picks. Um, a name that I'm getting a little more interested in right now at running back is Jamal Williams with the, uh, injury to Kendra Miller. And I don't know exactly what's going to happen there, but I know Jamal Williams can score touchdowns. So he's interesting for the saints there. Uh, Rashad Penny, Zach Charbonnet are both guys that I'm interested in as well. Um, but I definitely need some wide receiver help here. So I am going to take Gabe Davis here with the stack with Josh Allen. Uh, I love his upside. I think the fantasy community may have been, you know, it's possible we were a year early. He's kind of that post type sleeper going pretty late here. Uh, and then I'm going to add one of these running backs because I think in Joku may be the end of the tier, but it may not be that much of a difference to where I'd like to, pass on some of these running backs here so um i think in this situation i'm gonna take a swing with the upside with the youth and i'm gonna go with zach charbonnet i like it don't like the landing spot still especially as a ken walker owner and in, in uh, well i own both of them in a couple different dynasty leagues but um Seattle, like we said, they have a lot of mouths to feed, but the P. Carroll likes to run the ball, so you never know. Opportunities there. Yeah, they do like to run the ball. They have, you know, they added another wide receiver, so a lot of people are hoping that they're going to run three wide receiver sets more often with JSN there. Uh, you know, we're just going to have to see how it plays out, but they always do like to have, you know, a solid run game there for Seattle. And we don't really know how healthy either of those guys is with Charbonnet and um, Ken Walker. They've both already been banged up in the preseason. So they're both uh, back in practice at least. I mean, yes, that's silver yes. But I don't know the upside. I love Charbonnet. I loved him coming out of college and yeah, the landing spot's still frustrating, but um, you know, talent tends to win out in the end. And I believe in the talent there. So 
going to take a shot on him. We get David Njoku next off the board. Kadarius Tony and Odell Beckham Jr. And we are waiting for Zach to make his pick. And he takes Brandon Cooks and then Zay Flowers goes. So Ritter, you are on the clock. You've got Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, DK Metcalf, Justin Herbert, Miles Sanders, Kyle Pitts, Deontay Johnson, and Jahan Dotson. Yep. And I was looking at Brandon Cooks and Zay Flowers. So <laughs> always gotta be able to pivot, right? That's the yes. name of the game. So um no, uh, I don't hate Brian Robinson as a uh, fourth uh, RB right here. On, I mean, I know he doesn't have a lot of hype going into this season, but he does have the job, and uh, I think that he's the better between the tackles. I don't really trust Antonio. Does he Gibson. have the job? He should. I mean, we just saw Gibson go before him. Eh, I don't trust eh. him. Um. <laughs> But, um, no, I'm going to fade that. Fade Williams. Oh, uh, let's see. But I will go high upside. I will go uh, Devon A-Chain. Uh, so kind oh. of just seeing if we can get some of, that, uh, some of those broken runs off to the side, some of those sweeps. The track star himself. The fastest yeah. team in the NFL. I do like that pick. At this point, you know, you take your guys, you take shots on whoever you think can have that kind of upside. And a chains definitely one of those guys with the, you know, the un- he's the unknown that everybody loves for fantasy football. And it's always fun to have somebody like that on your team where, you know, if they don't pan out for the first week or two, you're like, I'm not worried. I believe in this guy. Like, it's going to be great. And <laughs> it doesn't always work out well, but when it does, it, it feels awesome. You know, if you had Justin Jefferson and you truly believed in that guy and and you were not worried after the first two weeks and then he went on to do what he did, you know, you were you were pretty stoked. So um, it's fun to plant a flag like that. Yeah. So if he doesn't pan out, I forget that he even exists. I never mention him. And uh-huh. if he does, I will never stop talking about him. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so after him, we got Brian Robinson, Rashad Penny, uh, Jamal Williams, and Khalil Herbert. We got a running back run, which um, not a big fan of because I was hoping to take my fourth one there. And I like all of those guys. So well done, boys. Um, so to add to my team so far, I've got Saquon, Nick Chubb, Lamar Jackson, Joe Mixon, Brandon Ayuk, Darren Waller, George Pickens, and Michael Thomas. Um, filling out my bench currently. Uh, not in love with a lot of the names here. Um, I'm going to take a risk. I So, won a bet last year with Brandon um, about the Broncos offense and specifically Russ Wilson not being good. That being said, looking at the receivers left, I'm going to take a shot here on Cortland Sutton. Uh, big body, supposedly slimmed down a little bit. I don't think they're going to be worse <laughs> the offensively <laughs> than last year, especially with Sean Payton coming in. I hope uh, they are. Oh, sure. It's. I mean, you got a division rival, plus just dunking on Brandon is exactly you know, the best. But, uh, yeah, so give me Cortland Sutton. Um, he was kind of their lead receiver at the beginning of last year before everything completely fell off the rails. They do have, you know, Jerry Judy, and they just drafted another rookie, so – I don't know who's going to be the lead in that or if, if there is a lead worth owning there, but I'm going to take the risk. Um, then on the turn, I'm going to take another guy who's kind of a risk. Um, had a super, super strong league winning end of the season last year at the running back position. Uh, would be my fourth running back. He's not the lead running back on the team currently, but we saw him get a ton of work in the passing game. Um, when others missed time, he took over the role and just gave you at least 20 fantasy points. Um, So I'm going to take Jerick McKinnon from the Kansas City running back here at pick 10-1. All right. Brandon hates I think that's a good pick. Good. (laughs) I think it's a great pick. If you're you're high on a guy, take him. And then if you're high on a guy and it pisses your league mates off, like, 
absolutely take them. Definitely take them. It's mandatory. All right, so then we get uh, Elijah Moore, Anthony Richardson, Dalton Schultz, Aaron Rodgers. And this is where I wish we had a few more people in here because uh, I don't think, well, I mean, you know, your home league, there's probably going to be some guys who draft a second quarterback, maybe a second tight end. But this unrealisticness is part of the frustrating part of, uh, of some mock drafts. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners have experienced that as well. If your QB one is Tua, who I think is, he could be an MVP level guy this year with those weapons and that offense. But given his injury history, I think you could justify taking a backup, especially in one in Anthony Richardson, who could be a cheat code in and of himself. That for sure. I don't think you could justify being the guy who took Dallas Goddard at 6'4", and then you take Dalton Schultz at 10'4". No. But good old sleeper AI. Skynet's still a few years off, so we're safe. And, you know, if you're, I would say, you know, in your home leagues, that's a a place where you can kind of take advantage is that some guys are going to draft a second quarterback, a second tight end, maybe even a second defense or kicker. And awesome, because that just drives other people down for you. And you can fill up your entire bench with running backs and wide receivers and, you know, have depth that and shots at guys who would otherwise be maybe waiver wire guys, um, you know, ahead of time. So, um, yeah, definitely. That's that's always been my strategy is just one quarterback, one tight end. If you take a really late quarterback, maybe you take two shots. If you take a really late tight end, maybe you take two shots. But usually the second one, whoever doesn't pan out in week one is going to be the guy I'm going to cut to go to the waiver wire. So that's, that's where the exception would be. Or, you know, I do think you're right with uh, the two Anthony Richardson thing there. That's, that's totally fine. Like that seems pretty reasonable to me. That being said, if I was going to take a backup for Tua, like, yes, Richardson's got way higher potential than some, but I'm probably taking one with like the last pick, not one, two picks, two rounds later. Yeah. So then Ritter was on the clock. Who'd you go with? Uh, so I was really tempted to take uh, Jameson Williams. I actually like him better, um, but I also did a spite pick. So to block uh, the other Zach, I took Jonathan Mingo. Who, <laughs> um, I will say the logic is, is that Jameson Williams is uh, suspended for six weeks, but I just like that offense and that they drafted him so high. And I just like the, uh, the the second half potential uh, for him to really blow up, uh, especially with him being able to practice and be further away from the injury. But Mingo, I think, is solid in that uh, he might win the you know the top job in that offense and um, just gives a little bit more consistency to my receiver room, especially if I happen to have an injury, someone I could more reliably plug in. Also, Granted, he's your fourth receiver, right? Yeah, fourth receiver. Would you be at all concerned that rookie quarterbacks historically don't support a like fantasy playable wide receiver? I mean, it's worth uh, noting, but I, I don't know. I just uh, I th- I think that they're Bryce Young is a really talented quarterback. I think people kind of bought in too much into his height. I know it's not where you know trends point to, but Honestly, as my fourth and this late, I'm not really that worried about it. And I think he's definitely viable as a plug-and-play player, especially uh, as my fourth player uh, in that position, where later in the rank, uh, in the season one, um, I'll actually need him that I'll actually be able to utilize him. All right. Well, after you took Jonathan Mingo, we got Kirk Cousins. Then Tyler Boyd, Samaj P. Ryan, Cole Komet, Geno Smith. And I was hoping Cole Komet would make it back around to me. So I could take Dalton Kincaid here for the super stack, but I'm not confident in a in a rookie tight end. Um, so I'm just going to punt that position, take it with my last pick. Uh, there's some running backs and wide receivers that I still like on the board here. So uh I'm going to take Sky Moore at wide receiver. 
I I love taking Sky Moore near the end of drafts. It sounds like he is uh, pretty locked in as as one of the top targets there behind Travis Kelsey in that offense. I think he's going to get uh, a lot more targets than you know guys like MVS, uh, who MVS is playing kind of the X role. Um, and Sky Moore is definitely playing more of a slot role, but he is getting on the field with some two wide receiver sets as well and has been moving around and he's playing a lot more snaps than guys like Rishi Rice or, um, you know, I know a lot of people are excited about Justin Ross. He's playing a lot more than him. Uh, Kadarius Tony has been banged up. So uh, Sky Moore is, is my favorite one. I like it. The, the upside is just astronomical there, especially the last pick of the 10th round. That's crazy. Yeah, and as yeah. my fifth wide receiver, if it doesn't work out, that's fine. But uh, you, I want to take a shot on that offense. Worked out perfectly last time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it hasn't worked out for years, honestly. Like, we had CEH, and then we had... Uh, before that, we had Michael Hardman. Then we had CEH. Then we, you know, then we had Sky Moore this last year. Like, it, it, it doesn't always work out, but, like... You know, you've got a wide receiver. (laughs) When it does, it's going to be great. So, um, you know, those lottery tickets and, you know, you're definitely going to win one of these times. Well, in fantasy football, the odds are a little better than in the lottery. Um, There's only so many guys and you can only be be wrong on so many of them. But you're talking about a, a young wide receiver who came out of college after his junior year and is going into his second year in the in the NFL. Uh, has some camp hype around him, plays on a really good offense. Like just there's a lot of pieces in place for some success for Sky Moore. So uh, at at the 10th round cost, it's nothing. It's, you know, there's really no risk involved there. I will argue, though, I definitely can be wrong every time. (laughs) (laughs) You can try and you get pretty close. Yep. Um, uh, after Sky Moore, uh, I took Tank Bigsby. Um, I think he's earning himself a role there in Jacksonville. So uh, he I needed, good. I needed, yes, he did. I needed a little more running back depth. So um, then Dalton Kincaid went, Jamison Williams, Alan Lazard, Damian Harris, Adam Thielen, and Ritters on the clock. Uh, you want to run down your team again? Yeah. So uh, currently as constructive, I got Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, uh, as my one-two RB, got DK Metcalf, um, Justin Herbert, Miles Sanders, Kyle Pitts, Deontay Johnson, Jahan Dotson, uh, Devontae A-Chain, De- Devontae? Oh, wow. I'm just screwing up all over the place. Like I said, I can be wrong all the time. Uh, Devon A-Chain and Justin Mingo. And right now, I'm going to take... Jonathan Mingo. Oh, God. I'm... You know well, what? it was a pleasure having you on, man. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, yeah, it's been. Uh, I'm I smart, uh, but I will <laughs> get. Uh, yeah, I'll get Elijah Mitchell here. I think uh, not hedging and betting on injury, but with uh, San Francisco specifically and uh, CMC, it's not the worst thing to have the backup running back there. And when he's been given that role, he's definitely produced. When he's healthy. When he's healthy. All right. After Elijah Mitchell, we get Chigazim Okonkwo. We get Tyler Algier. We get Tyler Higby and Sam Laporta. And I did want to mention that Deontay Johnson, Jahan Dotson, that is that is really tough. Yeah. Good on yeah. you for taking that one. For sure. <laughs> for <the> <coughs> All right, so we're here at the end of the 11th round. I'm going to make my final two picks here. Um, so I've already got four running backs, four wide receivers. It's all luxury picks at this point. Um, dart throws, lottery tickets. Uh, this is where I like to, you know, specific, like we've seen a lot of rookies go already. Um, but in the later rounds, I like to take a chance on the younger guys. Uh, often they start slow and will finish strong later and that's usually when you have you know your veterans are more banged up because they've been playing for several weeks or months at that point um so with that i am going to go 
with one of the guys I'm high on. Um, he wasn't the top of my running backs for the draft class, but he's got a chance. Um, you touched on it yesterday, Jordan. Kendry Miller, that's the the murkiest backfield in the league, especially if they do bring in uh, Kareem Hunt or some other veteran. But, man, the, the opportunity's there. So let me throw my dart, aim at Kendry Miller, see if I can get some uh, some late-round value there. Love um, it. Okay. Then for the final pick, same vein. Um, where did he go? Where'd you go? <laughs> did he get taken? Oh, man. This is embarrassing. Um, Who are you looking, looking for? for upside. Already, there he is. Okay. Yeah, took the embarrassment so, on the chain. Exactly like what you're talking about with Rishi you want a Kansas City player. It's Rasheed Rice. <laughs> I, I just scrolled down a little farther than I thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I, I, just uh, I scooped you. You did. Well, you know, you, it is what it is. It was... It, it was a pick so so good that everyone knew it was coming, you know. It had to happen. So, so same exact things you said about Sky Moore. You want a piece of that offense. Electric athlete. Got the, the best quarterback in the league. You, just, you know, give, give me that dart throw in the 12th round. Come on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Draft guys on good teams. It usually works out better than drafting guys on bad teams. Unless they're running back. Yeah, you can get some running backs that work out, but like Rashad White, maybe. But it's mm. you know nope. we talked about this yesterday a little bit, where it's like the the guys who show up on bad teams, it's volume dependent, and that's at the wide receiver and running back position. You can get some wide receivers on bad teams who will crack the top twelve, and it's always because they rack up a ridiculous amount of receptions, and they may only score you know five or six touchdowns, and it's like. It's more what you see with like a DJ Moore and uh, you know a Terry McLaurin and some of these guys where it's like they're they're gonna have a lot of receptions and the team doesn't have to be all that good for them to be fantasy relevant, but it doesn't necessarily give you the ceiling that you want. And you know, similar with the running backs, they're just there's not as many touchdowns on a team that's not gonna score as many touchdowns, so there's less for fantasy. So after Rice, we have Zeke Elliott, the running back for the New England Patriots. That does not sound right still. Um, yeah, go, strange. Uh, Bateman, Daniel Jones, Jacoby Myers, and now Ritter is on the clock with his final pick. Yeah, with my final pick, I'm looking heavily at um, Hyatt right here. Um, I like it in that uh, they somehow made the – you know, the Giants offense viable last year. And someone has to kind of win that number one job. Um, but Yeah, Darren Waller. It's true. Uh, but actually, I'm just going to do this to go the exact opposite of Zach. I'm going to go Nico Collins, a little bit of a, uh, a not-secret darling among circles uh, for his uh, third-year rise up. And, yeah, even though we just said that not always the best to be on a bad team, I think the slate and with that position, I think he does have a chance to kind of win. Plus I drafted him like three years ago in one of our dynasty leagues. And I just really wanted to be right. Just so I can feel smart. Sunk cost fallacy. What's that? <laughs> All right. No, I like no, it. He's good. I am, I, I am always worried about <laughs> rookie quarterbacks, but he's, he's talented. <laughs> he's big. After Nico Collins, we get Devin Singletary, Ty J. Spears, Jared Goff, Darnell Mooney, and Deontay Foreman. I am on the clock with the last pick of the draft, and I need a tight end. So I'm looking at Gerald Everett, and I'm looking at Irv Smith. And Juwan Johnson. There's a guy there that I don't think is going to get drafted, but he's burned me so many times, and I still believe in him. So I, I don't think you're going to go with him, but... Who's that? Irv Smith. He just signed with uh, the Bengals this year. He's been with yeah. the Vikings forever. He was always like that sleeper, like, oh, he's going to be good. But then he gets injured. Um, freak athlete at the tight end position, but... 
there's so much hype for these rookie tight ends and i just i can't buy into that i'm gonna take gerald everett it's a good offense uh you know i've got a piece of it already but that that doesn't really matter like i need you know i need a tight end who might catch a touchdown at this point that's really what i'm hoping for and gerald everett could have quite a few touchdowns in that offense this year so uh, that's the guy I'm going to go with. And, you know, obviously I will be, this would be a team that's looking for a tight end on waiver wire. If somebody, you know, happens to come out like an Irv Smith or something who, who uh, shows that they can be an every week starter. But um, I'm like, I like this team. It's all, it's all right. I don't love my running backs. I don't love my wide receivers past my, my first two. Um, but that's kind of the price you pay when you have Josh Allen. So I've got Josh Allen at quarterback, at running back, Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, Rashad White, Zach Charbonnet, and Tank Bigsby. At wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Christian Watson, Mike Williams, Gabe Davis, and Sky Moore. And Gerald Everett is my tight end. Uh, what do you got there, Ritter? Yeah, so for me, leading uh, the team is Justin Herbert at QB. Um, my 1-2 at RB is Austin Eckler and Tony Pollard. Uh, my two leading receivers will be DK Metcalf and Deontay Johnson with Kyle Pitts as my tight end. With my flex, I have Miles Sanders at RB. Um, then with my bench, I have Jahan Dotson, Devon A-Chain, Jonathan Mingo, Elijah Mitchell, and Nico Collins. And yeah, really you got so with, with my throwback team, uh, I've got running back at quarterback in Lamar Jackson, and then <laughs> I spent three of my first four picks on running backs because you know I can't teach an old dog new tricks. So we got Saquon, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, and then off the bench, I've got Jarek McKinnon and Kendry Miller at wide receiver. We're running out Brandon Ayuk, George Pickens. Hopefully Michael Thomas, Cortland Sutton, and Rasheed Rice, and then Darren Waller at the tight end spot. Very nice. Yeah, I, I like that team, especially with the heavy running back start to just, you know, wait to take two late shots on some running back depth and just after that running back start and you, you know, it, it, it's kind of the like the zero wide receiver strategy where it's like you have an advantage at quarterback with Lamar, you took Darren Waller, you know, before you even took your second wide receiver. So you, you know, you solidified every other position and now like you will spend the year figuring out the wide receiver position and that's fine. Like spend that can... some fab. Yeah. Somebody. And that can be fine. Like that can be a, you know, that, that can be a, a team that makes the playoffs when you feel really solid at every position, except for one, um, because I mean, it's really way. tough to feel solid at every single position when you finish a draft, you know, usually you're, you're punting tight end or you're punting quarterback or, you know, the draft just falls to where you're like, you know, your first three picks are, are running backs or are wide receivers. And you know, you're going to be not as comfortable with, with the other one. So. Yeah. And no, there's uh, some good yeah. teams all around. Even the, the computer had a couple teams. That I was like looking at like, how did that guy fall there? Yeah. Um, that's just, I mean, that's just how it goes, especially with a, a shallower draft. I mean, we didn't do the super, super late rounds. And, but, and also, there's a lot of guys you're just like, man, I can't, this guy can't miss. And then they miss every year or they get injured or is what it is. You know, your, your team often looks remarkably different mid season and late season versus draft day. So, man, uh, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys doing this mock draft. And uh, we will try and get on to do uh, a draft strategy podcast soon. We we already had it laid out and we were going to try and fit it in next up uh, the last episode we recorded. And then that didn't work out. And then this episode didn't quite work out the way we wanted originally. So we went to the mock draft. So I hope you guys out there listening enjoyed this. And I uh, hope it gave you some, you know, updated information with the way things have moved around a little bit with the, the first week of preseason in the bag and uh, uh, some new guys signing with some new teams. So um, yeah, this was a great time. Uh, I was messing around with drops before I hopped on here. Cause it'd been a while since I seen them and uh, I'm, I'm going to play us out with, uh, with something that I forgot we had. Check this out. Ha 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 ha.
That's a throwback. I love that. I love that. That's my favorite. All right. Thank you guys so much. Uh, you can find us on X, formerly Twitter. Uh, I'm uh, at BCFF underscore Jordan. I'm uh, at BCFF underscore Zach, Z-A-K. We'll get these teams posted. Uh, let us know who won. Obviously, it's mine. But like, if I can get some validation, you know, like that serotonin going, really appreciate it. Yeah, he needs that. Uh, he really does. It, it keeps him going. So stay strong, Zach. We lo- we love you. Um, and Ritter, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Do you have anything to shout out before we get out of here? No, just uh, you know, just shout out Brandon's Twitter's just so we can uh, or X or Z something whatever it's called. Uh, X formerly known as Twitter. BCFF uh, underscore Brandon. And just give him some hate for not being here and being a coward. <laughs> All right. We love you, Brandon. Uh, we love you, listeners. Thank you, everybody. And uh, Four Thursdays till football, real football. Yes, <laughs> let's go. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.